Before I begin another episode of Mr. Peculiar's Particularly Peculiar podcast, I would like to share the exciting news that today I got a notification on my mobile device notifying me that I had my first listener on the podcast. So, whoever you are, I would just like to say, with the utmost sincerity in the world, welcome. I'd like to invite you too to the Peculiar Party by simply liking the Instagram page, Mr. Peculiar. You can also follow me on YouTube Bay. I believe I'm putting up my first YouTube Bay video very soon, if not done so already. And make sure to comment on the links below, as I would love to get to know you. So, without further ado, welcome to another episode of Mr. Peculiar's Particularly Peculiar Podcast. Let's dive right in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mr. Peculiar's Particularly Peculiar Podcast. With me, your host, Mr. Peculiar. I should mention before we dive into this podcast that I am recording it from my automobile. This automobile happens to be a gift from Henry Ford himself. Which, by the way, is a wonderful leeway into the subject of today's podcast. That sound you just heard of a can opening was me opening a Coca-Cola. Just to be sure, I do not advocate drink drinking while you drive unless it is a delicious beverage without any alcohol content. So, the subject of today's podcast is history. And on that, it is a secret weapon that we can use to predict the future. So, what qualifies me to talk about this uh, subject matter? Well, I will tell you this. I was there when Julius Caesar reigned over Rome. I was there when Napoleon fought great wars. I was there when Abraham Lincoln got shot. And I was there when the dinosaurs overthrew Jurassic Park. So my friends, when you go to ask yourselves, was I qualified to talk about such an issue? Just remember three words. I was there. So. Last time, you discovered about my long-lost love, Jessica. And today, I will tell you about how history shaped my future. Needless to say, I was a young lad, growing up in New York City back in the early 1900s. Whilst there, I took up a role as a paper boy. I use my sales techniques as extra, extra, read all about it, and got many the customer. Back then, it cost only a shilling to read the news, whereas today, unbe unbelievably so, it is free thanks to a thing called the internet. Although, I should mention as well that with Twitter, it is hard to know what is news and what is just total bullshit, as the commander-in-chief of the free world seems to be writing the uh, writing what he believes to be news when he takes a poop. 
Anywho, I remember a story came across my table late one night that the great Titanic had sunk. Coming transatlantic, it had met the unfortunate fate of hitting an iceberg and down went the pony. I know that's not a saying, but it is now. So down went the pony. Being an opportunistic little fellow, I knew that I needed a shtick to get people to to, um, to buy my paper. So, extra, extra, read all about it. The Titanic is gone, but the hope still remains for the free world that we will make easy transport with the rest of Europe. That's what I yelled on the streets, only to be met by an art man who claimed to be called David Ogilvy. He told me that my little spiel was too long and to sink it down to only a few words to make it more succinct. So, rather, I shipped it down to extra extra, read all about it, Titanic sunk, oh, funk. It had a bit of a ring to it, granted it had no sense, just like basically the routine of these podcasts, but nevertheless it worked. People seem to like rhymes. Well, throughout the course of history, I went back over and looked at great showmen. The first showman I looked at was Mark Twain. Mark Twain was before his time, as I suppose one could say he was the original comedian. He would he would gather great crowds to watch as he would talk about his short stories and read them aloud in the park. Well, I soon realized that a bit of gimmickry was exactly what you needed to get a spring in your step and a shilling in your pocket. So, with that, I, a young, pros- a young lad full of prospects, decided to go down to the local uh, supermarket well, not supermarket, stall beside a supermarket of a, of a young gypsy lady and buy a puppet. Overnight, I developed a bit of character for this puppet, a bit of personality, and before I knew it, I had developed punch. So, as it would go, I would say that I had, whenever I was going out and about selling my papers, punch would come with me. And in the middle of me giving my spiel, I would be interrupted by Punch, who would give me a soft little blow on the nose. And what would happen would the gimmickry would gain great applause, young children would laugh, and the parents would be persist by the paper of the local layman. So, needless to say, this gimmick was, wasn't wasn't long replicated. wasn't long until it was replicated, I should say. Sorry, I gotta keep my eyes on the road. You know, history has shown that I don't want any car crashes. They're bad. So, before you know it, I had a lot of replicants doing the same thing, the same gig. The jig was up, eh? Hello, I would like to apologize momentarily. As I am pulling into my manor now, 
So we'll resume telling you more about how I started a media publication once in front of a nice warm fire with an Earl Grey in hand. Stay tuned for more, and thanks again for listening! Hello, and welcome back. So, as I was saying, I needed to find a new gimmick, a new selling point. So, I decided, out of all my clientele, which was mainly male, they seemed to like young, beautiful women. So, I did my market research, and found out that the most beautiful women at the time hung out in brothels. With this knowledge, I decided to get them on board to help sell my publications. After a while, I turned this into a, a, a picture book. It wasn't just simply filled with articles, but also photography too. Before you know it, all the, before you know it, I had women even doing raunchy photos in my newspaper, showing some of their ankles. Needless to say, the publication was an absolute hit. Overnight, it would sell out in local corners. I had everyone buying them, and there was a certain mystique to them as well. People didn't want to know something so provocative, and yet they couldn't put it down. I was the talk of the town, a young entrepreneur, but also somewhat of a vigilante going against the status quo. So it got into the wrong hands, and eventually the police got involved. Needless to say, the police were also the biggest clientele. They were just ordered to do so under the detective. So, eventually, I couldn't handle the stress of, uh, of running this magazine, as it had now turned into, and decided to sell it on to a young man called Hugh. Hugh grew the business up and changed the name to Playboy. Eventually, Hugh died. But apparently, he lived a prosperous life, filled with nothing but monogamy. So, all in all, I sold the business for, I believe it was 100000 pounds at the time, which apparently now is worth multi-multi-millions. Although, I would like to say, along the way, I learned more about myself than I cared to do so, actually. It was a strange time, and one that I will look back on fondly. Life has a way of making you think, sometimes, and I suppose that brings me to today's word of the day. So, without further ado, Here's Mr. Peculiar's particularly peculiar word of the day. And the word is curious. And so, friends, that was Mr. Peculiar's, that was Mr. Peculiar's particularly peculiar word of the day. And now, folks, I will end Mr. Peculiar's particularly peculiar podcast with Mr. Peculiar's picked poem. I apologize again for the different kind of audio cues you experienced throughout this podcast. I... In, well, I ensure you it will not happen again, albeit if it does, it'll be only be time to time. And if you have something wrong with that, then maybe it's time to stop being so goddamn picky. Um, and ask you to, again, get involved. Do. Comment below. You know, add me. Uh, please, for the love of God, please add me. Um, and let's get this show on the road. See if we can get a bit of a following going. Start a peculiar party, if you will. So... Without further ado, Mr. Peculiar's picked poem today is the 59th Street Bridge song, Feelin' Groovy, by Simon and Garfunkel. And the poem goes as following. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones, looking for fun, and feeling groovy. Ba-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, da-da, feeling groovy. Hello, lamppost. Watch your knowin'. 
I've come to watch your flowers growing. Ain't you got no rhymes for me? Do it, do do do, feeling groovy. But da 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 da, feeling groovy. I got no deeds to do, no promises to keep. I'm dappled and drowsy, and ready to sleep. Let the morning time drop, all its petals on me. Life, I love you, all is groovy. And so, friends, until next time, good luck, good day, and goodbye.